Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit without something going wrong. Huh, Brian? You fucked up. You fucked up. I did not fuck up. You fucked up. As always, I blame Blog Talk Radio. Uh, A few weeks ago when we did the SummerSlam show, um, obviously anyone who who listened to the show heard, um, I played that song at the beginning. I I set it up two or three weeks ago to be the song that opened the show. And... Uh, if you remember, that song did not open the show for whatever reason. Just the, our normal song that normally plays, uh, called "Take a Chance," opened the show. Uh, and but uh, so now suddenly now two weeks later, here we go. But we are Fairly live. Than ever. Yes. Probably now. We're we'll, live. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get that switched back at some point. But uh, we are L-I-V-E live with the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am your host, Emerson Wittner, joined as always on the other end of the line by the only person who dreams about Hitler, my brother, Brian Wittner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Why would I dream of Hitler again? I don't know. It, it, why, would, why would you say something like that? Because I was watching the Every Simpsons Ever Marathon on FXX, and there was some gag about dreaming about Hitler, and it sounded good. Okay. Um, sure, I'm doing swell. I'm probably better than you, although it must be nice to have a uh, paid day off of work without putting in for it. Correct. My job are, is run by idiots, and... That's why I got today off with pay, and it doesn't count towards my PTO. It's okay. My old job was run by idiots too, but let's not go there. <laughs> I like that. Uh, for I like that we're telling people that all hotels are run by idiots. Apparently, how do you know that's the job I meant, Emerson? I could have meant a different I, job. You just assumed it's the hotel. I'm confident it was the hotel. I have no idea what you're talking about. Old Barriott. <laughs> if, if you're out there listening to us live as we're on the air, we do allow call-ins. Call-ins are not really, really accepted. They're allowed. Yes. Oh. Brian, you, you want to give the people the number? Us, like the, 
Like the guy from last week did yeah. not know us, and he still called I gonna, in. I was going to say, that guy last week, I don't remember his name to save my life, but he called into the show last week. Thank that you was for awesome. listening, random guy last week. And hey, if you're out there and want to call in, even if you have no idea who the hell we are outside of this show, we accept call-ins, 718-766-4886. Unless I'm mistaken, it's right across the top of the screen when you click on the Blog Talk Radio app, or the uh, link anyway. Yes, yes it Uh, is. But, uh, by the way, for those listening who I haven't told this already, you uh, can download us on iTunes. If you have an Apple Music device... You can download like it right to there. Yes, if you're like Brian, even though Brian is technologically illiterate, you can yes, listen to us on the iTunes. It'll be I downloaded do directly. Just see how bad I listen yeah. to us every week. Just see how bad we did, how bad I we have, are, and we are absolutely I, awesome. And Brian, how quickly uh, do the shows download to the app? They automatically, uh, usually about an hour or two after we go off the air. So. Um, so there you by go. The next morning. There you go. If you're not doing anything at 1 a.m. Eastern time, you can listen to us on yes. iTunes. Or if you, if feel you don't have Apple, saddened by a recent breakup and want joy and laughter, download our podcast. We will bring you joy and laughter. I am sure of it. Wow. <sighs> yes. By the way, you can also subscribe to our RSS feed if you don't have an Apple product. Um, and listen like to us that way. Hey, I don't need an Apple product. I'm happy without it. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you ever listen? To, did you ever listen to the end of last week's show once uh, you left the uh, line? Yeah, you bashed me throughout the entire one. Yeah, I just actually just today start listening to it. I'm away to work. To, I was a little behind. Yeah, a little behind. Six days behind. A little behind. Seven days behind. Yeah, yeah. a little behind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the yeah, way, this is me. no problem. And uh, just to let everyone know, this is the only wrestling show that Jeff Hardy will not be on tonight. He's on Impact. He was on the WWE Network earlier. He is not on our show tonight. Yes. But you know know something, Brian? Speaking of Impact, uh, Impact got their lowest ratings last week since the Monday Night Slaughter. That's because it's us. Yes. If the number one reason, and I'm sure one of the other reasons is, you know, it's a new time slot, blah, 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 blah. But the main reason, because they went head-to-head with us, their second hour. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I bet that second hour is worse than the first hour. Oh, oh, I I don't have the ratings right in front of me, but I'm confident that that's the case. Mm-hmm. There's no reason sure. at all why. Yeah. Everyone watches Impact until 10 o'clock, much like when Nitro was really going downhill and they were on from 8 to 10, and at 9 o'clock, a million people switched over to Raw. That's what happens. Uh, people just switch over to us here. Mm-hmm. And uh, or TNA. I, I know I would if I wasn't on the show. I would do it in a heartbeat, no questions asked. And if you can't take our advice for this, whose advice can you take? <laughs> no one. I was asked the other day by a friend of mine if we were noticed yet. Meaning, like, noticed by, like, some major, I guess, podcast, whatever. Well, I don't know what the heck to call it. Well, 
um, if it helps, well, I don't know if we've been noticed per se, um, I have gotten some weird new followers on Twitter, including Dalai Lama quotes. That's right, hmm. quotes directly from the Dalai Lama. Hala hala Dalai Lama quotes. Yes. And uh, let me go on here uh, for some other ones. Uh, music lyrics now follows me. As Thank you, music does. lyrics. Yes, Brian, who doesn't have a Twitter, is thanking my followers. Has because, sport, yeah. Sports underscore 2K15 underscore now follows me as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm giving a shout-out to all these people who probably have tons more followers than I do, just, you know, for the record. But it's okay. Um, they follow you, which may be because you are co-hosting this show. So, yeah. I'm the, I'm the host of this show. Um, no, you co-host. Co-host. Whatever you need to tell yourself, Brian. Um, By the way, speaking of our show that we're 10 minutes into at this point and haven't talked about wrestling yet. Speaking of our uh, show that we're 10 minutes into at this time. And haven't talked about wrestling yet. um, Tonight we are, we're diving into the middle of 1987 with our Saturday night's main event. May, I'm sorry, March, April, and October. Um, The follow, uh, the build-up, the fallout of uh, WrestleMania 3 and the start, really, of the build towards, uh, really, the main event in February, which we'll be talking about next week. But uh, in addition to that tonight, Brian is going to name that tune. I've got ten... Yes, I've got ten wrestling themes, and we're going to break it up. We're going to do three songs, then three songs, and then four songs throughout the show. Uh... And but there's a little bit of a twist on it, and Brian and I will go through that along with our weekly Stump Emerson feature. You bastard! I hate twists. <laughs> well, so Brian, last week you missed an entire Saturday Night's Main Event review because you were talking to your wife. Um, no, I was listening to my wife rant on about her best friend, and yeah. Well. You know, still, you missed the entire review. Um, now, I think it's only appropriate that you lead the review of the first Saturday Night's Main event tonight for March nope. of 1980. Wow, nope. you're, th- you're that lazy. Yes, or, no. Or did no. You, you, just, you just didn't watch the show, tell the truth. No, actually, I did watch the show. I'm trying to watch it today at home. Uh, uh, uh. Do you have your notes in front of you? Yes. But, you know, my notes are very brief. Mm-hmm. I, I got four pages of notes on my word pad. Uh, you probably have two paragraphs total for three shows. No, I'm not that. <laughs> well, this show, which was just a month before WrestleMania, not even a month, like three weeks, was also in Detroit, a sellout in Detroit. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is because it is just three weeks before WrestleMania 3, which was in the Detroit... Uh, metro area, so the WWF was on fire at this time, um, and this was actually, uh, the show did a 10.2 rating, which is the highest rating Saturday Night's Main Event ever got in the 11.30 time slot. Did you know that, Brian? I did not, Emerson. That's why you're the one who leads, is you find out all this tidbit information, and I'm just amazed by your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the main 
feature of this Saturday Night's Main Event was a 20-man battle royal that Hogan and Andre were going to be in. And so Hogan, his pre-match promo, he talked about how the battle royal was the most dangerous match in wrestling. If you remember the last time we had a show, he talked about how a cage match was the most dangerous match in wrestling. The changes his mind every other minute. Yes, unquestionably, when we get to the third show we're reviewing tonight, he, I'm sure at some point, said that a match with Sika was the most dangerous match ever in wrestling. Sika, yes, Sika. But, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that incredibly random match later on. But you know what we started with? Randy Savage versus George the Animal Steel. I just in felt that, like we like, did this match already like five, six times maybe. This is the third time they've wrestled over a course of... Now, keep in mind, in real life, it's been like 13 months over these three matches. But, of course, Brian and I have watched now three of them in three weeks. Um, yeah. At this point, at this point, Randy Savage is, Randy Savage's lead in this series is about 2,514 to 3. Um, yeah. This match, this match was not only for the Intercontinental title, but the winner got Elizabeth. Um, yes. The, I was the highlight for Elizabeth, I know that. Yes, uh, and so did oh, George. Yeah. The highlight, in my opinion, of this uh, of this uh, segment of the match uh, was they did three interviews with Elizabeth, who probably said a total of 12 words. Um, mm-hmm. And Vince talked about how kidnapping is allowed tonight, and I noted that this prize is so much better than the Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Yes. I, I noted how Savage was not DQ'd after hitting George Steele with the lifeguard chair. Yes, yes the finish. Uh, Liz was situated on a giant lifeguard chair, so she had to block the view of like the first five rows of fans. Or at least the fi- first Ooh, five rows... Sure. They demanded their money back. Yeah, yes. Well, you couldn't really see much of Liz who's sitting when she's sitting in that chair. Um, um, Ricky Steamboat did come out to prevent Randy Savage from fleeing. Um, 30 years later, all I could think is, why didn't Savage just flee through the crowd? But, you know, that's... It's, it's you know, 30, 20 years later. Go figure. 27. Who's counting? 27 years later. Yeah. Um, so the, so the, finish, as Brian, the finish, as Brian said, was... Uh, uh, Randy Savage hitting uh, George Steele with the uh, big-ass lifeguard chair and winning by count out. So he not only retained the Intercontinental title, he retained Elizabeth. Yes. Oh, Brian, yeah. your thoughts on, Brian, your thoughts on this epic, epic encounter? I wish this would be the last Animal Steel and uh, Macho yeah. Man and Savage match we, we it, review. It, it, might, However, it might be, Brian. It might be, Brian. We don't know. Future we'll, spoilers? Uh-oh. It is not. I'm sorry. I'm going to spoil it now. Wow, you can't even let me build up tension to my freak out. Sorry. Sorry. So, Brian, name... Ma- the next one is the, is the match of all matches and all feuds. Okay, Brian. Uh, name all 20 people in the Battle Royal. Oh, let's do Okay, let me see here. We got Hercules. Billy Jack Hayes. Hayes. Andre Hogan. Um, See, I wrote them down. Coco Beware. 
I remember Lanny Fofo because, yeah, Andre headbutted the shit out of him. Almost literally. I, I, I do not think that was he bleeded like it was a, like a fake bleed. I think but. he legit was gushing, yeah. And then uh, Demolition was in there. Um, I believe Butch Action Reed was in there. Mm-hmm. What? I said uh, uh, that was uh, when Demolition was Axe and Pizza Face. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hillbilly Jim was in there. Honky yep. Tonk Man. Yep. Killer Bees. Mm-hmm. Did I say Nikolai yet or no? I don't know if you said Nikolai or not. No, I don't think I said Volkov yet. Volkov, Islanders, Orndorf, and I believe Ron Bass. Well, that wasn't I quite think. 20. You also forgot Blackjack Mulligan. Uh, Blackjack Mulligan, okay. I, Sorry, Blackjack. Did you, say, did you say Butch Reed? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. And so Brian just named them all off. Uh, the yeah. story of the match, uh, baby faces attacked Andre, heels attacked Hogan, and for five to six minutes, that was it. It was just everyone ganging up on those two as the two kept trying to fight towards each other. I kept wondering why the hell they all, every, the other 18 people even bothered. Uh, yeah. And... Lanny Poffo sure wishes he didn't bother. Oh, dear uh, God. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was Hardway Juice or, you know, just a really good blade job back then when they didn't really do blade jobs. But, yeah, yeah Lanny was uh, gushing blood out at this point. Yeah. It was pretty sick. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't think it was fake. I think he legit start bleeding like that. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear it. After about five minutes of, you know, and keep in mind, Battle Royals, Battle Royals didn't usually get much heat till the very end. This match had fucking heat, and it exploded when Hogan was I- literally Irish whipped into Andre, and that's yep. where it all broke loose. Their entire series consisted of Hogan getting two punches in, and that was it. Heels grabbed Pretty Hogan, much. dragged... Heels dragged Hogan away. Um, I think th- at this point Hogan eliminated Orndorf, and then Andre just came and threw out Hogan. After a headbutt. He grabbed him by his hair. Oh, yeah. He, 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 did, he did butt Hogan. So they didn't ruin WrestleMania 3 by showing you that Andre was immobile and couldn't work at this point, even though he pretty much was. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, they didn't overexpose it. They didn't have them stand there and duke it out for five, ten minutes. And the fans, while it was sort of like the, ugh, I wanted them to wrestle, it wasn't the, oh my god, I, I, I it wasn't the bullshit kind of heat. It, they wasn't giving up. They wanted to pay, and a lot of people paid to see that match on pay-per-view three weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, Hogan was gone right after that. Everybody left in the ring at that point. There were about ten guys left. They all got together and tossed out Andre. And at that point because no one was going to pay attention after Hogan and Andre were gone. It was Titanic time, and everyone bailed out. Uh, Hercules, of all people, won, last limiting Billy Jack Haynes. I I remembered Andre winning. I don't know why, but I knew Hogan Hogan lost. I knew Andre threw out Hogan, but for some reason I remembered Andre winning. But once Hmm. Andre was gone, I looked at the people who were left in the ring. I, I remembered, oh yeah, it was Hercules, and 
Lemonade Billy Jack because it was all like the only other person who probably could have won was Orndorff and like I said he was thrown out uh, before Hogan last week if I would have asked you who won the battle royal you would have said Andre's Giant I would have probably won you not only would probably have won you would have won because I uh, my memory was Andre winning I think tonight I got you though not gonna lie Maybe. I don't... Well, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, Andre did a promo afterwards saying that it took eight guys to take him out, but all by himself, he dumped Hogan. Hmm. Yeah, well... Jake Roberts versus King Kong Bundy. Oh, boy, was this match dull. Yeah, it was kind of boring. I was falling asleep while I was sitting in a very comfortable recliner. It did go through a commercial break. Nothing happened before the commercial. Bobby ran away with Bobby Heenan, ran away with the snake, and uh, we came back from a commercial break with Jake just carrying the snake back. What happened to the snake? And he beat I don't the know. ten count by the referee. Yeah, yes, he, he was out of the ring for ten count. Yep, he was out of the ring for three minutes, which is the length of a commercial break. But uh, yeah. it was a slow count. I think Bundy has a gripe there. Who, was it Joey Morella? Because Jesse the Body made fun of uh, Joey Morella officiating all throughout the second and third uh, many, many events that we're going to review later on. And, yeah. Well, he, he couldn't have made fun of him for the third one since he wasn't even there on the third one, Brian. But, uh, yeah, uh, the second one. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't remember if uh, it was Morella. I didn't write it down, but it would make sense. Uh, it would. The, the finish, Jake went for the snake, the referee, you know, being... A good referee went to stop him, so Jake, being an asshole, kneed him in the gut and got disqualified. That bastard. It wasn't and then after, it was a good mustache. It was in, I think it was Tim White. Uh, no, I think it was Old Ref, wasn't it? No, he had a mustache. Old Ref didn't okay. have a mustache. I, I don't remember. But uh, either way, uh, Jake kneed him in the, in the gut, got DQ'd, and then gave Bundy the DDT. And... King Kong Bundy was on his way to WrestleMania to wrestle midgets, while Jake was on the way and to wrestle Jake. the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonky Man. Yes. Uh, I had to laugh. Um, I was watching uh, one of the Honky Tonk Man shoot interviews, and uh, Jake, I guess, had blamed his drug problems and his eventual rehabs on Honky break, hitting him with a non-gimmick guitar. And Honky pointed out, Jake's been in rehab like five times. So, what was the excuse for the other four? If were they all hard guitar? <laughs> yes, I'm sure it was. It wasn't a Jeff Jarrett guitar that explodes into a thousand itty bitty pieces. But yeah, that still does not notice by the referee. Go figure. Um, Heart Foundation announced that they will have suspended referee Danny Davis as their as their official corner man. And it wasn't until the end of the following match they realized Danny Davis wasn't in pants. He wasn't in like a referee's a normal referee's outfit. He was in short tights yeah. while standing there as the official corner man. I don't know why I found that offensive. I just did. Because you're weird. Well, speaking of weird, the Hart Foundation had their first defense of the tag team titles against the number one contenders. 
Tito Santana and Dan Spivey. Hmm. Now, Brian, I want you to break down the team of Tito Santana and Dan Spivey. Uh, tell us about them a bit. One has really blonde hair. One is really tan. Mm-hmm. The other one had like a French flag as his pipe. The other one, I think, had red types. I don't know. Wow. I, I, I feel how much he's Why were these that. two tag teams? Why were these two even a tag team? Why not? Uh, so, anyway, uh, they got the heat on Spivey forever. It was like, this point, I think it was this one, it may have been also 11, that just felt like these matches were going on forever. Yeah. Just like, like, there wasn't, like, this show was short on skits. There were no stupid skits backstage, and this is one of the times I was begging for a stupid skit. And... <laughs> Because, good God, this match went on forever. Uh, shenanigans broke out. Davis hit Santana with the mic with the megaphone, and Brett got the win. I mean, this happened in Detroit in March. So I'm sure it's still snowing. They could have had a snowman building contest. For crying out loud. Between the, the animal and Macho Man. No, the animal and Macho Man. Come on. When the hell, when the hell was there a... Snowman building they, they could have. They could have. Oh. You, said, you said you whisper like a gimmick backstage. They could have had that instead of the match. Wow. Maybe it was unseasonably warm. Mm. Like, do you not remember our Coliseum home video of WrestleMania 3 from three weeks later, which had, like, all of the people driving into the Silver Dome, and it was a clear, beautiful day, and not a... I'm not sure any it's so cold. Um, let's see here. Ricky Steamboat was ready for his incredibly long match with the Iron Cheek. And Cheeky baby. Randy Savage decided to do commentary, which was more entertaining than the match. Yes. And more entertaining than the last match, for sure. Yes. The highlight of this match, outside of the commentary, was... Uh, at the beginning, uh, Steamboat dropped Sheik with some chops, and in lieu of selling, Sheik started doing the bows like uh, Steamboat was a god that he was praying to. <laughs> uh, That's Sheik's baby for you. Steamboat, who's going to be in the third, the third biggest match at WrestleMania three weeks later, did win over the guy in the match that no one would remember except for um, Sheik flipping out years later on a shoot interview about. What was the second biggest match at WrestleMania 3, if you give this the third? Piper and uh, Adonis, since it was Piper's retirement match. Uh, yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, come on, Roddy Piper, they then had a Roddy Piper tribute video. Oh, and that. It, it was exactly what it sounds like. It was a Roddy Piper tribute video. Yes. Um, Hulk Hogan did a very long-winded promo, and the gist of it that I got was, you don't win the title by turning heel. And I wrote, no. well, you do win the title by turning heel. You, at that time, you, know, you, just lose it back, you just lose it to another baby face a week later. Because that's all yes. heels were. 
except for superstar Billy Graham, who is still the longest heel WWE champion in WWE history, except for him. Dan, there's my question for the night. There's my question for the night. No. Are you serious? Oh. Yes. Yes, I am. I was going to say, that's a pretty good question. Who was the longest, what was the longest heel reign as world champion in WWE history? That's a good question. Uh, But, except for him, at that point, if you were a heel and won the belt, if you successfully successfully defended the title once, you should write home to Mama, because it was a miracle. Yes. Uh, like, well, that's it for the first show, Brian. <sighs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, might as well start with Will name, you play that, name tune. that tune. Yes, uh, we're gonna do yes. the first. The we we like I said, I've got ten songs, and we're gonna do the first three now. Now, okay. Brian, are you ready for? Are you ready for the twist on this? Sir. The twist. The twist is these are the Mario Paint versions of these songs, and oh, now O'Brien. The Mario Paint versions on YouTube. Uh, there was like a feature in Mario Paint where you could create songs, and people with a lot of time on their hands and have. With and a you lot mean of a lot talent. of time? Oh God, yes. Like, because uh, like all these clips I have are like a minute, minute and a half, and I can only imagine how long it took just to get this minute, minute and a half. Uh, and so that's how it's going to be. Now. We'll start with the first one, which I think is pretty easy. I'm going to let it play. I'm going to let each one play until you get it. So I'm going to turn each of them down a little bit. Okay. And uh, when I start, there is like a seven or eight second delay before uh, the, before the music starts. So just to let you know. So, Brian, are you ready for okay. your first one? Sure. All right, here we go. Remember, there's a little bit, little bit of a delay. <laughs> That'd be Edge. That is correct. That is I, Edge. I just need the superstar, correct? What What else would you need? Oh no, I'm not gonna uh, ask I, you the actual. Yeah, I'm not gonna I ask you like the name of the song. Yeah, but that one that one would have been really hard. I think it was called On This Day. Which yeah, I, yeah I, I got that one. All right, so you're one for one. You ready for number two? Sure. All right, here we go. one may be difficult. Okay. I think I've got one in each group that's reasonably hard. Um, Alright, so here we go with the third one. Alrighty. Can Brian go three for three? Huh. Alright, they got that one. I, I figure the first part of it would confuse you enough. No, that actually got me pretty good there, the first part. I got I got it right off the bat. Welcome to the revolution. All right, since I'm not ready to actually go on with the next one, I've got a Dusty Rhodes promo to play. And oh. really, 
the, the punchline to this whole, yeah, the, the punchline to this entire thing is at the very end, but I can't actually just take the last five seconds, so I have to listen to the whole thing. But uh, you'll know it when you hear it, Brian. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Americana Butcher Shop. We don't sell no soda pop, but if you're looking for good beef, this is the place to stop. Ernest, come on over here. We're going to take you in the treasure chest of beef right here and show you what it's all treasure about here in Americana. Come on in here now, Ernest. Oh, man, and look at that nice piece of veal hanging up there. Ernest, tell him folk about this veal right here. Nice oh, leg of veal. Leg of veal. And what is this two-legged creature right here? We know That's what that is. Nice leg of lamb. Leg of lamb. I love leg of lamb. What we got right here, them old rump roasts and everything. That's a nice rump roast. Ooh, and we know what this is right That's here. The bologna. This is bologna, and we are full of it today. Yeah, come on over here. We're going to make some Americana right here, ground-up beef. Look here. Stick it right in there. Get that thing working down in there. Now, look down on the other end here, and you will see some of the finest Americana ground beef in the country right there. Woo-wee! That looks so good. Let me tell you something now. I'm going to tell you one time. You cannot beat my prices. Hmm. But you sure can beat my meat. Hey, aren't you? Yep. That aired on WF Television in 1989. God, imagine if it would air now. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot beat my prices. You cannot beat my prices, but you sure can beat my meat. Wow. Oh, I just say that's wow. <laughs> that um, was something. The American dream, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, he got hired by the WWF and had to check his dignity at the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no comment. Alrighty, so we're going to fast forward two months now. It's May of 1987. We are, uh, excuse me, we are after WrestleMania 3, and, uh, we've got some, uh, some new stuff here, and some old stuff that we'll get to. God. But uh, Bobby Heenan was in a neck brace, and i got to mention this because he was in a neck brace due to one of my favorite uh, segments ever, which was the debate with him and Ken Patera um, about uh, Ken being a jailbird or not. I only say that because of the great line where Ken Patera said he had a lot of time to think about the Bobby Heenan types of this world, types like Bobby Heenan and... Our old friend Artie Reynolds from WrestleCrap was made, always make sure to point out, yes, Bobby Heenan is an excellent example of the Bobby Heenan types <laughs> of this world. And oh, that always Brian makes Alvarez. Fun. Well, since it's R.D., it's not Brian Alvarez. No, R.D., close enough. Wow. I, 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 like, all, like, all of a sudden, I like wanted to get R.D. on the show, and it's like, I want to do it a little closer to when the book came out, or even after the book came out. But like now, I don't know if yeah. you can be on the show. You keep calling oh, him thanks. Brian. <sighs> well, Brian, Brian is a great name. I disagree. 
Do you think Emerson's a better name? Hey, when I'm doing my job, I get told all the time, I love your name. Oh, I disagree, yeah. <laughs> however. And, and by the way, I, you know, I'm going to say this now since we're on the air, and this will make you listen to me. God, heaven forbid, if there's some great tragedy and I pass away, I, you are not allowed to name any future children Emerson. I wasn't planning to, but sure, why not? I'll go along with it, why not? I, 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 no, no, we've had this discussion before, and I'm, I'm actually pretty certain that if, heaven forbid, I tragically passed away, you would name a future child Emerson. I refuse to let you name any child Emerson. You want to name him? Okay. You want to name him Aaron? Knock yourself out. But How about a middle, you will name? Knock your, middle name count? Yes. I just told you you can name the child Aaron. What do you think my okay. middle name is? Aaron? Well, there you well, go. If, if, if Lily was a boy, which she isn't, her, her name would have been Will- Jackson Aaron Scott. So, I thought yeah. you said Willie. I'm like, who no, the fuck Lily. is Willie? <laughs> if, <laughs> if Lily would have been a boy, she, her name would have been Jackson Aaron Scott. So, yeah. <sighs> God, poor Lily. But now she's a girl. Now she's she a girl. Was, she is a girl. She is a girl. Yeah. Now she's a girl. Wow. I am super tired. I have been up since 7 o'clock this morning. See, Noah starts preschool tomorrow. And so he has to be up every morning at 7 o'clock. So being the good parent that I am... Why you know, did you wake I him up at 7 o'clock? My... You woke him up at 7 o'clock Yes. He has okay. to be school woke... 15. I, I understand that. He starts school tomorrow, and you woke him up this morning at 7 o'clock. Well, he has to get into yeah. the routine. Every minute he goes to bed yeah, by yeah. 9 and gets up at 7 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, give me another vote of that bullshit. By the way, Jake Roberts versus Kamala opened the match. There's another Jake Roberts versus really big guy match. And Kamala, who is a very, very fearless man, he sure has a lot of fears. Mm-hmm. He's afraid of snakes. We found out later he's afraid Gaskets. of coffin. Yep. Yeah, coffin's casket. He's afraid of everything. Um, Versus? Kamala, Kamala's managers for the match, and Kamala sure had a rotating manager. Uh, he had the Wizard yeah. a few Saturday Night's Many events ago, and of course a lot of people remember Harvey Whippleman was his manager later in his next run in WWF. This time he not only had Kim Chi, but he had Mr. Fuji was his managers at ringside. Um, Jake pretty much had the match won, but Fuji hobbled up onto the apron and distracted the ref, and Kim Chi attacked Jake. So Kamala won with the big splash. And then, man oh man, Matty, Kim Chi took off his mask and his uh, heavy jacket, and it was the honky-tonk man. Honky-tonky man. You know what? I felt bad for Honky, because he not only had his big-ass Elvis suit on, he then had that big, bulky Kim Chi outfit on over that. Yeah, he he had the roast thing. Uh. Yeah, like like I remember, like they say that in Disney, the uh, people who wear the giant heads have fans in them. I bet he was begging for a small fan in that, yeah. underneath that mask. <laughs> um, uh. So then, speaking of Honky Tonk Man and Kimchi, they were both two of the fifteen lumberjacks in the lumberjack match. 
between Randy fucking Savage and George fucking Steele. (laughs) For the fourth fucking time in three weeks, we had to fucking watch this fucking match. A fucking game. And I swear Uh, to fucking God. Now, Savage is turning face for the next one. But I swear to fucking God, if I see this match one more fucking time. Tell us how you really feel, Emerson. Good fucking God. I, I, don't get, I didn't get this sick over John Cena versus Edge or John Cena versus Randy Orton. But I got fucking tired okay. of Randy Savage and George the fucking Animal Steel. Amen. God damn hey, it. Fucking man. Are you done? I think so. Talk okay. about this match. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know what was a better lumberjack match. This one or this Rollins versus Ambrose? Probably Rollins versus Ambrose by like a thousand millions of miles. Just um, barely. It was, yeah, it was pretty much uh, Savage gets thrown out, heels throw him back in. Steel gets thrown out, heels beat the shit out of him. Ricky the Dragon tries to, you know, encourage George the Animal, but yeah, not doesn't work out. In the end, um, saw. Oh crap! Who came in and hit Steel with the bell? Um, Danny Davis. Was it? Nope, Danny, Danny Davis. Danny Davis. That's right. Came in and hit, and hit uh, Steel with the, the ring bell, and Savage came off the top with his massive elbow drop, and Savage surprisingly. One against George the Animal Steel. It feels like I've repeated that a lot the last couple weeks. Uh, I, I think he's only won 5,207 out of the 5,211 matches. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. By the way, we're not watch. We're never going to review WrestleMania 2, just letting you know that right now. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the whole reason of the Intercontinental title match on that show. Yes, yes. I don't care if the match went two minutes. I'm not reviewing it. Can we skip that city? It's the first hour of the show. No. Oh. But, uh, by the way, you you didn't mention uh, the only great moment of the match, which was before the match, Mean Gene did an interview uh, with George Steele where he tried to explain to him about a lumberjack match, and then Gene turns to the camera looking very somber and says, that he doesn't think that George understands how dangerous a lumberjack match can be. <laughs> dangerous. Very, very Maybe that's like dangerous Danny Davis interfered. Maybe as a prelude to what happened. Huh? Uh, oh, and, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who is enough of a fucking hothead, he just ran around hitting various lumberjacks to the board. Which... His wife was really hot, by the way, but yeah. Mm, I disagree. She's not really hot, but she she has a hotness to her. Has a hotness. Um, Andre the Giant's backstage and mad because he wanted WrestleMania in about 20 seconds when he fell on Hogan. And he demands a a rematch immediately, and he gets it in about 10 months. (laughs) Okay, Andre, you have your rematch. One is it. Eh, We're thinking about 10 months down the line. Go, Baba! Uh, for Andre. 
by the way, now that I'm doing my Andre impersonation, do you remember when he choked Bob Uecker at WrestleMania 4? Yes. What the hell did Andre Who doesn't scream remember at that him? moment? I don't um, know, Bob Uecker might have hit his that head That wasn't my... Yeah, that, that wasn't my... I, I know, he's like, get my foot off your shoulder. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God! Yeah, something like that, yeah. It was wherever Uecker's side was on him, and yeah. Yes. Uh, and so up next, I, I think Vince Russo jumped into the TARDIS, went back to 1987, and booked the next match. British Bulldogs versus the Hard Foundation for the tag team titles, two out of three falls. Yeah, where the wi- two out of three. Is, yes, all you had to do was win two falls over your opponents, and you win the uh, match and the belts. Yes. First of all, I do want to say that Dynamite Kid, who did have what ended up being a career-ending back injury a few months earlier, his back did get better, good enough that he could take some bumps, but was still moving around gingerly there in the ring. Um, the first fall, uh, the finish was all hell broke loose, and the Bulldogs won by DQ because the Hearts were double-teaming on Dynamite. So, Bulldogs up one nothing to lead to the second fall, where they just got heat on dynamite, got heat on dynamite, got heat on dynamite. Uh, Brett missed and the dive. And you got more heat on dynamite. Yep. Until Brett missed a dive and started hugging the ropes. So Davey got the hot tag. Tito Santana, who was at ringside, took out Danny Davis, Arima. who was also at ringside, and tried to interfere. Uh, and the finish was Davey tossing dynamite onto Jim Neidhart for the pin in two straight falls over the champions in theory, to take the titles. However, we got a Vince Russo swerve. Ah, Vinnie Rue comes back even in the 80s. Because the first fall was a disqualification, they're not allowing a title change. Disasters. Like, I knew the Hearts didn't lose the belts, because they obviously didn't lose the belts until they lost to Strikeforce, uh, like six months later. But, wow, was that a bullshit... uh, yeah. Like, thing. Yes. Like, Those fat, ugly bastards. <sighs> hmm. Ah, good God. Um, so, yeah, that was that match. Hearts retained the title despite losing. Um, Hogan defended winning at WrestleMania, which, I mean, he got to retain the title despite losing then, too. Yeah. And then up next, I think this is when I started getting annoyed with Saturday Night's Main Event even more. Rick Steamboat, Hercules, for the Intercontinental title. Herc could not beat Hogan for Hogan's title, and he also could not beat Steamboat. Randy Savage was backstage. Backstage, I think Randy Savage was watching an entirely different match on the monitor backstage because he was way too excited for this match. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would and say so. The story of it was he wanted Steamboat to win because he wanted to beat Steamboat for the IC title. Um, Herc slapped on the full Nelson, so Savage ran to the ring at top speed and held Hercules' foot, which caused Herc to break Did not hold. cause the disqualification. Nope. Uh, Herc was understandably angry, um, and Steamboat eventually retained the title because 
Hercules, for some reason, decided at random to begin choking Steamboat with his chain. It's random. Yeah. Yep. Hacksaw Jim Duggan bought a front row ticket because he's too lazy to run to the ring and interfere in the next match, which was mm-hmm. Iron, which was Iron Chicken Nikolai Volkov versus the Canned Ham Connection. Yes, I did say the Canned Ham Connection, not Can Am. <laughs> and it was Rick Martell versus Tom Zink. Oh, not Rick Martell versus Tom Zink. The Canned Hams were uh, Rick Martell and Tom Zink. There we go. And, yes. And this match was longer than most last match matches because if you haven't noticed, most of the times they do the last match is at like 12.55, so it goes 90 seconds. This match went a good five minutes. Um, You know, Nikolai, you know, and we'll get into a rant about this here in a second. Nikolai's in the ring singing his anthem because he's proud of his country when a fan suddenly jumped the rail and attacked him with a big piece of wood. Now, of course, now, in that most fan cases, was, this would cause the security to come out and escort no. the fan out of the ring and after to the jail. kick the shit out of him because, yeah, and throw him in jail. But no, this fan just happened to be two by swinging and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and nothing happened to him. No, 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 of course not. I, I did love that uh, Jim Duggan's promo at the WrestleMania 3 was he couldn't let Volkov sing the national anthem because this is the land of the free. If this is the line of the free, yeah. why didn't he just let Volkov sing his own damn anthem? Because, I don't know. Good you're question. Free to do any, you're free to do anything you like except for singing your country's national anthem. It's not allowed. Nope. Nope. Sorry, people. Um, the finish of this match, it just kept going, kept going, kept going, and Duggan finally ran back in again. And uh, that caused Rick Martell to roll up Shiki for the win. Shiki, baby. Two questions. One, uh, has Sheik won a single match yet on Saturday night's main event? Um, Let me see here. I do have the results up here on my computer for some reason. I don't believe so. Oh, right. let, me just, let me just go through here. Uh, so I know tonight's going to have something to do with Saturday night's main event results. Yes, yes it does, Emerson, of course. Well, why else would you have the damn results up on your screen? I always did, so I can keep track of it. No, he has not won a single match on Saturday Night's Many Events. And the other one is, every time when I say Aaron Cheeky, you're going to say, Cheeky Baby! Yes, probably. For shits and giggles. Okay. Yes, giggles. Ah. Um, uh-huh. So, let's hear that. That was that. And so it's time for more Name That Tune, Brian. Woo! That was, that was the end of the second Saturday Night's Main Event. Do you have anything left to say about Saturday Night's Main Event before we move on? The fourth or I, the fifth? I, I think next week we should those. throw a curveball and like do something else. Nope. we got to get through this, Brian. By putting it off, we'll just make it worse. <clears throat> just one week? Nope. Can we throw like an interview in there? Get a hold of someone to interview? We don't. Maybe. We oh, don't cool. have anyone to interview. No one yes, is awesome do. enough. To... No, we don't. Oh. There's nobody. Yeah. There's nobody on the docket yet to be interviewed, so we don't have anyone to interview at the moment. Um, oh. So next week we will be back to review. Hey, next week is Hogan versus Andre 
in the rematch, 10 months in the making, Evil Twin Referees, Brian. How could you not want to watch Evil Twin Referees? I just saw the first match of Saturday Night's Main Event 13, and yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, the second, is, well, one of the matches is Randy Savage versus Bret Hart, so you can't complain that damn yeah. much. No, so, no, that's the second match yeah. on that show. Okay. Uh, and I know because Randy Savage is in the second match. He's not in the first match wrestling George Hill. Isn't he wrestling Danny Davis? Yeah. First match. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like that match cannot go that long. So we'll survive, Brian. Yeah. Four <sighs> okay, I guess. All right. So Brian, you're four for four. Or I'm sorry, you're three for three. Whoa. And name that too. You know it. Uh, well, let's move on to the next one. Here we go. Can he continue his streak? Brock Lesnar. It is, in fact, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. It's a four for four, Brian. I think you're getting cocky. I hope you're not getting too cocky, because it may cause you to miss one. Here you go with the fifth one. Really? John Cena? You're not even going to wait for the whole uh, thing to actually start? No. John Cena. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, you done yet? John Cena sucks. Don't Alrighty. Now this How many one. Is it, three or four. Three this time. Oh, okay. Uh, this one, if I remember right, because I listened to them all last night when I was planning this out. This one I think is gonna be a bit of a curveball, oh. uh, so it might take you a little bit to get it, but we'll be here with you, Brian. Here we go. The sixth one for a million dollars. It's a tough enough theme, isn't it? Nope. I do not know. Hold on. Oh! I know I didn't think of it. There are people screaming it out right now. I know. Turn up a little bit more. I can't take that here. No. Oh, legacy. Nope. Evolution. Finally, took you three tries. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> three, three seconds left. I, I shouldn't even allow it because you had to guess three times, but uh, I'll, I, I guess I can let it go. It's silly. It took you three tries. You wait till the last yeah, one. The last, oh, sure. the last one I've got, it's going to be a good one. Okay. Okay. 
Now Brian's like, good God, I hope it's not something bad. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. Okay, let's go through here. Uh-oh. Here we go. It's the time. It is time for that moment that happens once a week. Every week, around this time, where Brian, who is my brother of 28 years, will try to dump Emerson. 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 All righty, Brian. The, the theme is Heroic Age. That is the theme song for this one. Can you rise to the occasion, Brian? Do you have the question that's going to stump me? Is tonight the night? Can you do it, Brian? There are doubters out there who don't think you can. But, Brian, I want you to give me your worst. I want you, Brian... Really? Right. The worst? I want you, I want you to give me your worst with an actual question. I want you to stump Emerson. <clears throat> you ready? I'm ready. Alright. Here we go. Who had the most combined days as WCW Tag Team Champions? Their choices are A. The Road Warriors B. The Hollywood Blondes or C. Lex Luger and Steg. We're talking about just of these three teams, or in general? Just those three. Uh, those three teams. Who, who's had the most combined okay. days as WCW Tag Team Champions? Well, well, if you want me to be uh, technical, I can point out that the Road Warriors were never WCW Tag Team Champions. They were NWA Tag Team Champions. But they were never WCW Tag Team Champions. So okay, again, same thing. NWA, them. WCW. Okay. It's not the okay, same fine. thing. Fine. Now we, You're right. No, no. NWA, w, okay, fine. NWA, WCW Tag Team Champions. Better? Well, they're not even that, the same is that, is that better for you? All right, fine. So it's, what is it, the Road yeah. Warriors, Sting, and Luger, and who is the other one? The Hollywood Blondes, a.k.a. Brian Pillman and Stunning Steve yeah. Austin. I, I, I'm aware who the Hollywood Blondes are. I didn't know oh, there listeners out there. I, I guess I could have been a dick and said... Uh, well, you, you, uh, Brian, you could have meant someone entirely differently. You could have meant yeah, the yeah. team from the 50s. There's well, a team from the 50s called Hollywood Blondes? Yes, that's where they got the name from. Okay, sure. No, no. Let me think here. The Road Warriors. I don't think they ever held the titles very long because it was always like they don't need the titles. They always like gave them to people who, quote-unquote, needed them to get over. So I don't think it'd be them. So it comes down to Austin and Pillman, who had one very long run. And uh, the other one was Sting and Luger, he said? Yes. Sting and Luger had that one run. Um, how was it? Did that one that was also equally yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, they only had that one in 96, uh, like 96-ish, when they beat They've all Harlem. Had- 
they have all ha- only had one NWA or WCW tag team title around. They've all only had one. Well, let's see here. The Hollywood Blondes held it for like six months. Sting and Luger held it for five months because they won in January and lost in uh, June. And the Road Warriors, I don't even think, are in the running. So, six months. Give it to the Hollywood Blondes. Is that your final answer? Yeah, they won in March and lost in the well, the end of August, beginning of September. So, yeah, final answer. Are you sure the Road Warriors aren't up there? I'm pretty sure that they uh, aren't. The, they didn't have the longest, especially these three teams. Are you sure, though? I'm positive that they didn't beat the Blondes, especially the Blondes. I can't even remember their title reign, but I'm positive they didn't have it that long. I mean, they were champions. They won the titles when Blanchard and Anderson were leaving because uh, Blanchard and Anderson lost the Midnight Express, and then the Road Warriors wo- turned heel and won the belts from the Midnights, and then the Road Warriors lost the belts not too long after because I think they lost to the Varsity Club when they turned back babyface. So your final answer is Hollywood Blondes. Yes, my final answer is Hollywood Blondes now for two minutes. Okay. The correct answer is, <laughs> by a total of 14 days, a.k.a. two weeks, oh. the, the answer is the Hollywood Blondes. It, it's by not even that weeks. surprising. It's not even that surprising when I get it right at this point. I was surprised how close it was between three teams. Because Luger and Sting held the titles for 154 days. Yeah, because I knew... Uh, the Road yeah, only held beat them by one. Yeah, huh. the Road Warriors only beat them by one day. I'm surprised they held them that long, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I mean a... if, I could, if I could have found a team that was close to it, I would have asked that. I would have asked through them in there, but yeah. Next, Next the Road Warriors... One, yeah, I'm not sure the next closest ones, yeah. The Road Warriors are always the... They don't need the belts because they're over without them, team. Yeah. By the way, it is 11.01, and we're still live on the air. We still have a third of the show to go. which We'll, we'll be yeah. here probably at 11.30 again tonight. Not that we complain too much about it. And we have no it, call people to call in. Somebody, call in. 718... 718-766-4... Really? You forgot really? the number? You no, cut me you off keep in the cutting middle me of off. it. You keep cutting me off. The number is 718-766-4886. Somebody call oh. in and, enjoy, and join in on the sanity. I'll cut you off. I'll mute you. Oh, you bastard. Uh-huh. So this Saturday night's main event was the was a, actually a pretty famous Saturday Night's Main event uh, for one angle. Um, and the angle kicked off the show. It was Honky Tonk Man versus Randy Savage. Honky had won the Intercontinental title in June from Ricky Steamboat because Steamboat wanted to go watch the birth of his son, who later became NXT wrestler Richie Steamboat. And who later... Who doesn't have a title anymore. No, I think... I don't think he was released. He's just injured. Like, he might have been released, but I know he was out for over a year because he was... Okay, I don't think he's on the roster. Three. 
Well, I, he's been in, he's been he's been injured for the longest time. So I was talking to Chris Hero about it. Um, by the way, name dropping. I was talking to Chris Hero about it. Uh, let me look that up while you talk about the match. Where were you talking to Chris Hero about that? At uh, WrestleCon. Oh, I thought you talked to him recently. I'm like, seriously, I'm trying to get a hold of him now for like weeks, and you all of a sudden got a hold of why? him. Why? I don't want to know why you've been trying to get a hold of Chris Hero, but. To be on our show? It just sounds weird the way you say I've been trying to... I've been searching for Chris Hero. Oh. <laughs> um, I, actually, no, it looks like... Um, while, while there's contradictory reports on uh, Richie Steamboat, whether or not he's in... Uh, well, he's still under contract. Uh, his last match was on November 21st, 2012. He defeated Cassius Ono, Chris Hero... And he suffered a really bad back injury that required surgery. Um, and there's debates whether or not he was released in December of last year. Hmm. So I think the only person who knows it, well, two people, one being Richie Steamboat because he's still getting checks, and two, the person in charge of, built, of uh, issuing the checks at WWE. Hmm. They, would know, they would know if Richie Steamboat's still under contract. And those are the Not only two. father. I'm thinking his father may know too, but we have a better chance of getting the accountant from WWE on the show than we do his father. So, by the way, good job of talking about the match. I don't have to talk about the match. You are the mouthpiece of the show. Because I was looking up the Richie Steamboat news, and you started going off about Chris Hero. and uh, Oh, I didn't know you wanted me to go over the match. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Well... I said to you, start talking about the match while I looked this up. And he's like, we were talking to Chris Hero. And I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Uh-huh. I'd rewind the show, except I don't have that ability to. Um, let's hear. The match, this match itself got a lot of heat. It was actually a pretty decent match. Um, Jimmy yeah. Hart got uh, knocked down early and got taken to the back. Um, and Jimmy Hart was then replaced by much better substitutes. The former, well, actually, no, at this point, they were still the tag team champions, but soon to be former tag team champions, the Hart Foundation, who were there as Honky's new managers. Um, yes. they, sat, they stood at ringside and watched the end of the match, which was pretty good. Savage went for the flying elbow for the win, and because this is Saturday night's main event and no one's actually allowed to win, uh, the Hearts ran in and broke it up for this qualification. Um, now, of course, no one really remembers or cares about the match. Uh, the all remember the post-match angle where the Hearts grabbed Randy and held him so Honky could hit him with the guitar. And he teed off, and when he went to swing, Elizabeth, all 110 pounds of her, uh, well, 130, pounds be, 130 pounds if you include her dress, because that thing looked gigantic. Um, yeah. She got in between the two, uh, in between Honky and Randy, and uh, Honky, in the most disgusting act you could pull in 1987 on a professional wrestling screen, he shoved down Miss Elizabeth. That bastard. Yes, he got some good heat off that. filthy, filthy bastard. So Liz cried her way, ran to the back, so Honky wound up about four or five times. He really milked the hitting. It got to the point where if I yeah. didn't know he actually 
Like, I knew that he actually hit Savage with the guitar, but I got to the point where I was like, he's never going to actually fucking hit him with the damn thing. Like, there's a time <laughs> cue. And, uh, but he finally did hit Savage with the guitar just as Elizabeth started dragging Hulk Hogan to the ring. And I always loved the look on Hogan's face. It's like, what? Elizabeth, why are you dragging me to the ring? Why the hell are you doing that? <laughs> oh, my God. And they, they Hogan ran with a guitar. So Hogan ran to the ring and beat up both the Intercontinental Champion and the Tag Team Champions, mostly by himself. Savage got up and sort of ran them, helped run them off at the end, and which was technically oh, yeah. a seed being planted to for WrestleMania Five, believe it or not, because Hogan had to run in and save Savage, and uh, he, he was Elizabeth's big protector because when Savage, when Elizabeth got knocked down, who saved her? Hogan. Yeah, and this thing, which cemented the Randy Savage babyface turn and made him officially the number two babyface, planted a seed for when he turned to the, become the number one heel a year and a half later. Only a year and a half, uh, though. Yes, uh, Hogan and Savage shook hands, and it, it wasn't quite as intense as the handshaking they had later on in the show. We'll get to that, where. There's like two people who never shook hands before shook hands, but uh, yeah. they they shook hands and symbolized the forming of the mega powers. Uh, if that wasn't enough Hulk Hogan for you, we then had the most random WWF title match of all time: Hulk Hogan versus Sika. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, 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 is there a more random title match ever? Like even Sheamus versus Zack Ryder. It was played off as comedy, and it was comedy. It ended in five seconds, but, like, yeah. this was like, oh, Sika's a serious threat to be champion. And, yeah, bullshit. If you had Boy, the office pool, on the office pool, if you had Sika winning this match, get you, your money back. my dear friend, would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> Sika got the heat took with the money and ran. Sika got the heat with the Samoan breast Celine, which all Samoans do the leaning heat. Yokozuna did the, sh- the Samoan shoulder lean. Sika yeah. got it, just, just did the handful of breast lean. And that was the way he got the heat on Hogan. Like, why, I'm sure Sika was thinking, why can't I do more intergender matches? Yeah. <laughs> that move would be awesome in intergender matches. However, against Holt Hogan... By the way, Hulk Hogan, who body slammed King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant at consecutive WrestleManias, um, the spot of this match was he could not slam Sika, who, while a large man, was not exactly uh, proportioned like Bundy or uh, certainly not Andre. I'm sure Hogan probably weighed close to what Sika weighed. I mean, Hogan wasn't, you know, all, all thin. No, no. Like, like CM Punk used to say, if uh, Hogan tried to break into wrestling today, uh, Vince would take one look at him and go, uh, trim up and get some abs. And, yep. Uh, anyway, Hogan won with the body slam and the leg drop, which, to the surprise of nobody, Hogan won with a body slam and a leg drop. I would have never guessed that in a million years. Mm-hmm. I was that fool who had Sika in the office pool. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very way, pissed this, off. 
this show without commercials was 66 minutes long, and by the time this second match ended, 42 minutes had already been eaten up off the show. I was so happy. Thank God for that. Paul Paul Orndorff, for some reason, is a babyface again, and now he's managed by Sir Oliver Humperdinck, for some reason. God Almighty. Like, Sir Oliver Humperdinck, who uh, his claim to WWE fame was he managed Bam Bam Bigelow for four months or so, but uh, mm-hmm. he managed Orndorff as Orndorff took on resident Saturday Night's Main Event punching bag King Kong Bundy. And yes. Bobby Heenan had uh, uh, been announcing he had a surprise for tonight. His surprise was not Zeus, but it was Andre the Giant. And Andre was the acting manager. And Idolov Orndorff was just manhandling Bundy for the first half of the match. Andre walked out, and I don't think Bundy even did a move. Andre walking out was enough for Bundy to get the heat. Like, poor, like I, you feel bad for Bundy, because like, all, the, all the heat went from him instantly to Andre in a heartbeat. It was, it was oh. weird. And it's just a fairness, Bundy didn't have a whole lot of heat to be in with. Um, yeah. The finish, the finish of this match saw Andre reach about halfway across the ring and drag Orndorff into the corner, so Bundy charged and hit the big splash and the avalanche for the win. Yes. It was a very, very boring, useless end of the... Was it the last match of the... Yeah, no, the second oh, match no, it, of the... Uh, because up next, and yeah, I, I mentioned that they uh, had lost the tag belts, but I was lying. The Hart Foundation not only were still the tag team champions, but they were here to defend those belts against the young stallions of Paul yes. Roma and Jim Powers, who both stole Lanny Poffo's perm mullet. And Owen Hart's favorite impersonation, Jim Powers. Just tell it's me, Jim Powers. It wasn't even an impersonation. It was just a, just a great rib. A rib. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, speaking of Jim, he was dead to the world uh, as the hearts just beat on him and beat him on him, beat him, beat on him. And, uh, and literally he was dead to the world until he made the hot tag. And then as soon as he got the hot tag, he was alive and well. And he's hitting all these double T moves <laughs> like there's no tomorrow. And my my uh, it, the ending was so abrupt. Like Roma had the advantage. Roma had the advantage. Roma had the advantage, and then he got hit with the heart attack for the pin. That, that's like how they that, back then in the day. <laughs> it, 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 it was that sudden. Uh, the Hearts retained the titles. They did not lose the title to the Young Stallions. They did, of course, oh. lose to Strike Force, who they strike with force. Yes. Yes, they do. The Mega Powers did this wacky promo that was all about shaking each other's hand. And this thing went on for like two minutes before they actually shook each other's hand. Like, at WrestleMania this year, Piper and Mr. T teased shaking each other's hands, and it just went on forever until they finally did. That didn't go on nearly as long as Hogan and Savage, who like each other now, took for them to shake hands. Yes. Although, what would you prefer, Brian, for them to spend another three minutes teasing the handshake 
or for the Pile Driver music video? I'm not going to lie to you. Once they announced the Pile Driver video was on, I immediately shut it off. But what if there was not another match? Not going to There wasn't. What if I checked on the I checked on the WWE.com results. Well, that's cheating. I I pay you to listen to watch the entire show. I haven't got a check yet. It's in the mail. But I'm sure it is. There's one thing you need to know about uh, that song. Love is like a pile driver. Hmm. And I suddenly wish I would have downloaded that song to play right now. Dear God. Would you be surprised if I had it? Nope. Nope. I, Not I, uh, knowing you. Nope. <laughs> I do have a couple other songs, you know, on here. Like... No. I wish this dancing would go a little faster. There we go. Like this song. Three count. Four. Bo. You know, Jack Swagger didn't believe Brian. I know. Poor Jack. And what else we have here? Paul Orndorff. I will never get tired of I think everyone knows that you have that song on there. Yes. And we also know that I have this song here, too. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. What's up? I have a problem. (sighs) You need to watch that movie. Nope. Well, what else are you gonna What else are you gonna do at night at your job? You work third shift. They're all asleep till like seven o'clock. Like the movie's ninety minutes long. Do you know how happy you would make me if you watched that movie and we talked about it next week? I don't work overnights anymore, Emerson. Remember? What are you doing right now, Bri- What are you doing right now, Brian? I am working until midnight, Emerson. Uh huh. Well, I, I yeah. think you should find a way to watch the movie, Brian. Nope. Yep. <laughs> All right. Because we're running out of time, it's time to go to part three of our uh, Name That Tune. Now, Brian, I'll give you the I'll give you six for six, but with an asterisk. Like oh. it shouldn't take you. You shouldn't need three or four tries to do these. It like it should be one and done. Now, again, three of these, especially the third one I'm going to play for you, if you don't get them, I'm shutting off your phone. The fourth okay. one, though, the tenth one we do, like, this is the final boss in Mario, where it's just obscenely hard. The super, super Bowser. Yes. Yeah. All righty, so are you already here? Sure. Alrighty, here is your next song. Really? I was going to say Bret Hart, but...
you seriously not getting this? Shawn Michaels? No, Shawn Michaels. Yes. Okay. Good yeah, God. I, I, like, the beginning, like, the beginning was so close to Brett's theme, and it's like, okay, yeah, and then Shawn, okay. <laughs> I'm like, everyone is singing that song right now, and you're like, Brett? Oh, uh, right. Wow. Here we go. Bad the next for me. I feel bad for the guy who did this one. There you go. Are you ready for a super easy one that we all got to sing along to? Sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside You gotta take a stand, it don't hurt to hide If you hurt my friend, then you hurt my pride I can't be mad, I can't let it slide I am a real American Fight for the rights of every man are you going to sing along, Brian? Nope. <laughs> By the way, next week we're going to be doing a naked edition of the podcast, where both Brian what? and I will be naked while reviewing uh, Saturday Night's main event. That's right, and right naked. Now, and right now, Guy is listening and being, dear God, no. We will be naked next week. So let's hope that while we're naked next week... But he was abducted by ninjas! Ninjas! Call the cops! There are ninjas kidnapping people on TV! The cops! Did no one get a license plate? Ninjas! Kidnapping! TV! I showed Brian the video of that, the actual video of that last week. Uh, now, I did not did, see that one coming. Usually, like, when you do stuff, I can usually predict what's coming next. I did not see that one coming. <laughs> you did not predict me uh, playing the ninjas? Uh, no. <laughs> drop? Um, no, I did not. No. So, when you saw that video, did it live up to what you imagined it in your head to be? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Oh. All right, Brian, now it's time for the hard one, the one you'll get in like five seconds, and thus I'll be like, how the hell did you get that? All right, so here we go, the final one, the tenth and final song for Name That Tune. Here we go. Mean Street Posse? You can't really wait for the uh, chorus here in a second. Really? Yep. Wow. Have you gotten it? I can't think on top of my head who it is. 
Did somebody storm the company? No, I forget. I don't know. Triple H. Nope. He is a former WWF champion. Not the Rock. Nope. Although the Rock did use did come out to this music once. I think so, yeah. Uh, he is... Nope. Have you uh, given up? Are you tapping yeah. out? Yeah. He is the winner of the 1999 Royal Rumble match. Oh, he is the man. chairman. Oh. Yep. Yep, I got it now. Told you, you had, to wait, you had to really wait for that chorus. And... Ah. Like, even when I listened to it at first, I'm like, no one's going to get this. And I'm like, once I got to the course, I'm like, okay, you know, chance. Yep. No chance. And like, I'm sing- I was almost started singing it over here while you're still guessing. <laughs> oh, that would have helped me out a lot, Emerson. Yes, I, I bet it would have. So 9 out of 10. And that was named that tune. Better than you thought of- those got. What? Better than he probably thought I would have got. I figured we had at least seven. I figured Adam Rose was going to be a little more, more difficult. I it was a coin flip on my mind whether you were going to get Evolution or not. I figured yeah. I, I thought Adam Rose. I thought Adam Rose would have as much difficulty with as Evolution. So, hmm. <sighs> so that is the show. Yes. Huh. We've gone an hour and twenty-four minutes. No, we went an hour and 24 minutes, didn't have any bullshit time. Do you want to give a shout-out to uh, your kids or anything, Brian? Yes. Noah starts school tomorrow morning, so good luck to my little guy. Make me proud. But, yes, it's going to be a sad, sad day. It made Brian proud that his child grew up to be old enough to go to school. Yes. Well, it just felt like yesterday he was born, so yes. Well, you've had so many kids, Brian, that... You know, it seems like you're always... Three? Have, That's not a lot. Well, it, it can be. Alrighty, so you want to... By the way, I've got a Facebook, I've got a Twitter, I've now also got an Instagram, um, at anonymous, right. anonymous user 70 Anonymous? Okay. Yes, it was going to be anonymous user seven, but that was already taken, and I didn't feel like changing uh, the first number, so I just added a zero. And then I realized, I wonder how many people are seeing this thinking I'm 44. <laughs> I'm not 44. Probably not many. No. I did chip my tooth today, so I've only got I've got That's 31. That. I got 31 and seven eighths teeth left. Um, it's funny because unless I really think about it, I don't notice it because I don't have any pain, and it's in the it's in a back tooth, so it's like yeah. it's not noticeable if I'm talking or whatever. But like, I have to really think about it. So knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't start hurting. And hey, this this was the first day in about a week that I didn't wake up with a pounding headache, so it's all been good today, in my mind. Well, so. that's a good then. Yes, that, that's, that's I, a good day then. Although I did have a dream that I was arguing with Phil Dunphy. Last night. Hmm. Now Brian's going to say, who the hell is Phil Dunphy? And everyone yeah. else in the world's going to be like, 
Phil Dunphy is the character that Ty, Bur- that Ty Burrell plays on Modern Family, who, by the way, he just won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. And Brian Refu- that's another one of the shows that Brian refuses to watch because I like it, I think. What show is this? Modern Family. No, I watched it sometimes. It's an well, awesome show. It. It, it's funny. It, it, it's not too bad. No, I, I would watch it. But I don't have time really to watch much TV. You know the Summerston. Uh-huh. <laughs> How do I know what you do during your free time, Brian, other than drowning your kids, force them to mm. learn how to swim when they're two? Lily does a hell of a lot better job than Noah, and I do not force her. I throw her in sometimes, but I do not force her. Wow. I don't force my two-year-old to learn how to swim, but I throw her into the pool. She has floaties and stuff on it. She loves it, actually. Wow. I did the same thing with I Noah when he was that age. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. When you were eight and I tried throwing you in the pool, how did you react? Um, well, considering my kids have been almost drowned in the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. Plus, it would have been really hard for you to drown in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, see, it would have been really hard. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, the Atlantic Ocean, considering I almost drowned there, yeah. Uh, I know you can't see that, but I just rolled my eyes. Um, I'm sure you haven't. By the way, uh, since we didn't hear the song at the beginning, it's going to take us out tonight. Until next oh. week, when we... When Guy Ironstone is going to be very disappointed. Why is Guy Ironstone going to be very disappointed? Because Guy, just look, the, just look, just look it up on YouTube. Ray Wyatt theme, and it's on there. It's the Nintendo 16-bit theme. So until until next week, it's Randy Savage versus Bret Hart. It's Hogan and Andre, the rematch, 11 months in the making. Twin referees, twin referees, twin referees. <laughs> See you then.